You're listening to Two Smart Assets with Chris Thompson and Danny Nichols. This is your source for passive investing in real estate syndications. It's time for us to gain knowledge and take action. So let's go. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Podcast. I am the host, Danny Nichols, here with the one and only Chris Thompson. Chris, what's up, man? What up, dude? Doing all right? Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> waiting to get a haircut. You know, I was just thinking, <laughs> uh, I could really go for a haircut right about now. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been quite a while, you know, since this whole thing started. It'd be, it'd be really nice to have a haircut, among other things. Yeah, so, my, uh, um, my barbers are closed. Yeah? Have you considered shaving your head? I talked to Shay about it today, and she says no. So your girlfriend says no shaving the head, huh? Yep, no shaving the head. I say you just go for it anyways. I don't know, just one of the things. I mean, you might be causing waves. <laughs> just, I don't know. I don't know how much more I can go without a haircut. It's, yeah. it's getting pretty bad. So, And they also need to open up the gyms, but that's a, that's a whole other story. Okay, so but everything's going good? You got yeah. any news or anything like that besides all the craziness? No, mostly uh, everything's going okay and yeah. everybody, everybody's happy. Good. Cool. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, before we get into the episode, I want to touch on a few things. Um, you guys, uh, head, on, head on over to our website, twosmartassets.com. Uh, there we have some great resources for past investors, fellow past investors like Chris and myself. Uh, there you can get our guide to past investing in apartment syndications. Um, it's really just a simple overview of how you can get started in apartment syndication investing. There's some really good resource, or good tips in there, um, some good information that you could probably take out if you've never um, invested in an apartment syndication before or you know, maybe you've been in a deal or two, but there's something in there maybe you ha- have missed or just kind of improve your knowledge and stuff like that. Uh, also on our website, there is a sample deal. Uh, the sample deal will kind of give you an idea of what you can expect to receive from um, a sponsor or an operator when an opportunity comes up, really. And right. then uh, and also like kind of like get you familiar with the type of information that they provide uh, when a, a deal arises. So um, again, that's for, for new investors. So if you're new to this, check it out, twosmartassets.com. Go ahead and just uh, sign up to get those, and uh, we'll shoot them right over to you. It's free. It, absolutely free. And after you look at these, uh, if you have any questions or concerns or topics or anything that come up uh, with those resources, don't hesitate to send us a message. Uh, just go to smartassets.com, the contact page. You can drop us a line there. Um, you know, any any sort of thing with those documents, or if you just want to chat, just hit us up on there. Or you can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Send us a message there. Or drop a comment on one of our posts. We'd really love to. We'd love to hear from you, all, all of our fans, really. And then also, if you're enjoying the show, head over to iTunes. Uh, if you can leave us a rating and written review, that would really help us uh, and actually helps us reach other like-minded investors that could benefit from this type of information. So really, be really helping us out, and we really appreciate it. So, all right. So we get into today's episode. We're going to be talking about the type of communications you receive as a passive investor when you invest in a syndication. So. There's different ways, there's different sort forms of communication you'll get from um, a sponsor. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, what those are, and then we'll also talk about some tips when it comes to investor-operator relations. So um, it's just something to look out for. There's, these aren't you know rules or anything. It's just kind of something to pay attention to, right? Because I think we've noticed, you know, there's, everybody has a different communication style. So it's 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 good to understand what you're what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? No. All right. So <clears throat> basically. When you're looking to invest in a deal, 
let's just say you've already you've already decided to invest in a deal and you're moving forward with it. And so with that, you've transferred the funds, you've invested in the deal, and the sponsor team has closed on the deal. And basically what's gonna happen after that is you're gonna receive an email. One of the first communications you're gonna get is this email after after the deal is closed, after you've invested, the deal's closed, all that good stuff. And really what this is is a congratulatory email, first of all. So they're gonna say, hey, congratulations, you invested in a great deal. Thank you for partnering with us. Um, the property is now closed and we have an under management. So it's basically just a, a high level overview of kind of what's been done and an introductory thing. And then also of what the next steps are that will be taken um, in regards to the project itself and then how it's going to look moving forward. So it's kind of something just to, something to look out for. Uh, but it's the, it's the start of the communications when it comes to the investment that you've invested in. Right. Okay. So, what a, what's another form of communication that um, you should be typically familiar with? Well, it's going to be the it's going to be the monthly or quarterly communication. So sponsors are different, right? We see some that do quarterly, some do monthly, yeah. but uh, typically we see monthly communications. Um, but everybody's different, so make sure before you get into a deal, you understand how they're going to communicate with you. But typically, it's monthly or quarterly. So. With that, this is basically just an update on the progress of the project. Uh, typically, they'll talk about the business plan and then what they have started on in terms of cha uh, changes, like you know if they're doing value add and stuff like that, or if there's been a management change. There's going to be a broad overview of what they've done here and kind of what the plan is going forward. So, also if this is a value add investment, they will have a they're going to have like a, a renovation budget or a renovation update on the budget and everything that, that covers. So basically, if there's been any any on-site management uh, turnover or what contractors have been hired and basically what that looks like, what they're going to be doing, uh, what the current occupancy is, um, and then basically like how many units have been renovated and what other type of renovations are being started. So maybe you'll see something like roofs or balcony railings or maybe window shades or the parking lot or there's all sorts of stuff, right? So, But this will be covered typically in your executive summary kind of some of the things are going to go over. So pay attention to that. It's just kind of one of those things to look out for. Um, so, and really with this, it's just an update of stuff going on. You also see some pictures as well. So typically they'll include some pictures, kind of the things. So it kind of just helps you understand what's actually happening uh, with the deal. And then also going to be that financial update. So really this is like your revenue targets, your occupancy projections and your expense projections. So they're going to go over the high level stuff when it comes to numbers and what you should be looking for in regards to uh, tracking your investment because you know these are always projected before the deal so it's good to look at what they're projecting with your quarterly or monthly statements to see how they're tracking with uh, what the initial projection was right all right so the the financial update it's basically gonna give you more detailed reporting of how the asset is performing financially so it's a good idea to look at these so you can be up to date what's going on the numbers also you receive cash flow distributions monthly or quarterly. So it's kind of like we were talking about before. You really want to know if you're going to get your stuff monthly or quarterly, right? So it's going to be different for every sponsor. So just just know know this before you get into the deal. Um, okay, so so far we've talked about uh, the initial the initial email, mm -hmm. uh, the monthly and quarterly just uh, email, just update email really, and then also your monthly or quarterly distribution. So these are these are different things you're gonna be looking out for. Another one is gonna be the K1. So this is gonna be this is basically like your tax document. It's gonna happen once per year, but it's your tax document 
so you expect to receive this, you know, around tax season. It should be earlier in the year, but sometime during that tax season. Uh, and this K-1 is, is basically, you're going to get one for each investment. So if you're invested in three syndications, you're going to get one for each syndication. So just make sure you, you know when you're supposed to receive them and gather them accordingly, really. So, um, and the, basically the purpose of this form is to report your share of the income deductions and credits in that deal. And one of the main benefits of investing in real estate is the tax benefits. So, you know, definitely be paying attention to this, but really, especially with these large multifamily properties, because you can take, uh, you know, advantage of the, um, the cost segregation study and the bonus depreciation, you know, this is one of the huge advantages right now. So if you're in these, make sure you're taking advantage of that. Um, so don't, don't forget to give this to your tax professional during, during tax time. This is something you absolutely want to include. It's imperative that you do that. So all right, in summary, really with all of this, once you've invested in a deal, be on the lookout for all sorts of communications from, from the operator, right? So these communications include, uh, Closing, the initial email, right? Monthly or quarterly progress reports, monthly or quarterly cash flow distributions, and the K-1, which you receive annually. So there's four things you need to be paying attention to, paying attention to. So be on the lookout for these. And then after that, you should be good. Right. Right. And so as you start looking at these investment opportunities, uh, you're going to start to notice that from deal to deal, you know, they can sometimes be a little complex, you know, in terms of the potential overhaul of the property itself and, you know, the the overall financial structure of the deal. You know, one thing that you're definitely going to want to be aware of is those tax implications like he was talking about. So pay attention to that K-1 and <clears throat> and whether or not the benefits of the cost segregation and the, and the bonus depreciation are going to be available to you as the investor. Uh, and, and that's huge. You know, so for many investors, the tax benefits alone could be a reason enough for a particular investment in a multifamily property. Now, we're going to break down cost segregation and bonus depreciation, you know, into more consumable chunks, uh, you know, in a later episode, you know, as those topics are, you know, slightly more involved and they're deserving of episodes all by themselves. Uh, you know, I just want to point out that, you know, these opportunities can really have a substantial benefit, you know, come tax season. And so, you know, you want to talk to your CPA and if they're clever enough, you might just end up with a refund versus having an actual tax bill. So, you know, these benefits are any kind of real tax loophole. This stuff is written into the tax code to incentivize these types of investments. So to me, you know, that just sounds like getting paid by the government to invest, you know, on top of the cash flow and returns that we're already receiving, you know, after we've, you know, made said investment. So, And like Chris said, we're going to be having a whole other episode when, when we talk about the bonus depreciation and the cost segregation. Uh, the tax portion of real estate investing obviously is huge. So uh, you want to make sure that that's something that's definitely on your plate. So, um, yeah, be paying attention to that. All right. Let's talk a little <clears throat> bit about investor operator relations and what you should consider, right? Because you really want to know basically what's important to you when you invest in a deal, right? Before you invest in a deal, you want to know the most, most important thing to you, why you're in this deal or what you're trying to achieve from this type of investment, right? Before you invest, why are you investing, right? Mm -hmm. It's just something you want to know before you get into an investment. So, so when it comes to investor relations and a communica communication style, it makes sense to partner with an operator that provides information and feedback that works for you as a passive investor, right? Because you want, you don't want to get in, to business with somebody whose communication style conflict, uh, conflicts with you like really badly, right? Because mm -hmm. you're gonna have you're gonna run into issues down the road. If you're having issues with communication from the get go, it's gonna be it's get, probably gonna get worse after the investment is made. So 
It's, some, it's something to pay attention to. It's do. at least not going to get better. Right. However, with that being said, if an operator doesn't have the best communication communication style, that doesn't mean you should automatically just dismiss that opportunity. If it's, it, it might be a great opportunity, but like I said, if if the, if the investor or the the sponsor doesn't have the best communication style, it doesn't mean you should just automatically dismiss them. So as a passive investor, it's important to keep in mind uh, what operators really tend to focus on. Like what's what's their main focus when doing this? So. And really, with the sponsors and operators, typically they like to focus on uh, the opportunity itself and executing the business plan mm-hmm. to, to completion successfully, right? So we as passive, vendor, passive investors tend to ask a lot of questions. I mean, I know I ask a ton of questions. Uh, and considering there may be many passive investors in one deal or five deals, right? You know, this operator could be doing more than one deal at a time. Um, this can eat up a lot of the operator's time. Right. So, you know, I mean, they got a lot going on. Uh, so while the operator should be addressing any issues that the passive investor may have, because we do have issues and sure. there's things that come up, uh, it's important to take note that typically these these operators, they're busy. They, these, I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff. Um, and as passive investors, um, this is something to consider when you invest in a deal. I mean, yeah, you know, passive investors, we sit there, we put our money in. Obviously, we want our questions answered, but these are the guys doing the work. Right. Right? So... It's just something to keep in mind. So uh, so really with that, something to consider is, are you more concerned with having basically every little question answered to the T or having the business plan executed successfully? Right. So, I mean, everybody's different. So, but I know, I know one thing's for sure. Everybody wants that deal to be executed successfully. Right. Everybody. I mean, it's not, it's not just one or the other. We all want the deal to be performed to the finish line right right so now with that being said the past investors i mean obviously we're a huge part of the project i mean you know we're raising the capital providing money but the truth is most operators want to focus and should be focusing on the deal itself and executing that plan on the flip side you don't want an operator who answers every question with just in a few minutes but has major issues uh, basically running the investment, mm-hmm. you know, doing the things that they need to do. Because if you have somebody who's just answering all your questions and they're, that's all they do. And you notice that there's issues with the deal itself. Um, that's going to be a problem. So, but really basically what we're getting at with all this is just watch out for being too critical, right? Uh, we want to, you, you want to focus on things that really matter when it comes to these deals. So if an operator isn't the best communicator, but has a fantastic track record, they've been knocking deals out of the park, you know, left and right. Uh, so they have a great track record for record for executing the business plan. Then maybe don't automatically just dismiss them because they aren't great communicators. Right. I know. I mean, not a great communicator, you know, so from, stuff happens, you from know, commu- problems communicating myself so it's just one of those things but uh yeah not everybody's a great communicator and especially if you're you know an engineer type or i mean i'm not hating on engineers because we are engineers but but yeah so we know how it goes <laughs> so maybe it's just a little home that's what this, that's I feel what, attacked that's, yeah, that's what this whole episode's about but anyways so if the operator is executing the business plan then really well then you know i'm not saying just let the rest of the rest of the stuff slide, but as a passive investor, it might be okay to maybe cut them a little slack on their communication skills. Right. It's just kind of something to something to think about if they're doing the you know if they're doing the de- the deal well. I mean, if the, if the deal's not going good, then that's a whole other story. But 
So anyway, so obviously we want good communication when it comes to these things. But if it isn't perfect, don't just don't just toss everything aside. Do a little bit more homework, a little bit more deep dive, and find out uh, more of the backstory if you can. Right, and so you know, it's uh, like he's saying, you know, don't you can't write them off just because they're not answering every little question. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of moving parts, you know. And as a sophisticated investor, you know, many of your questions are going to be addressed outright in the communication schedule. Not to mention the fact that you're cer- you certainly you know looked over the deal closely enough. Uh, beforehand, that most of your questions that you have, they're going to be answered right then, you know, at that point. And so, you know, for the most part, once you as the investor have have gone through the details enough to understand and to decide that this is a project that you'd like, then you can just kind of set it and forget it. Sit back, relax, and let's, let some of this passive uh, cash flow hit your account every month, you know. Just knowing that you just increased your net worth and probably freed up a little bit more time for yourself and your family, you know, you know, we expect you to do your own do uh, your own due diligence. So a lot of this stuff, it's okay to have questions. We, like you said, we always have a lot of questions. Oh, but there's a proper time and place to to get some of these addressed. And really, again, like as a sophisticated investor, you know, you should be able to to do some of the investigation yourself. You know, if you're looking for terms or whatever, that's something where you could look up. Uh, and I mean, you could do a lot of investigating yourself just to figure some of the stuff out. Otherwise, some of your questions might be able to wait until their next communication, you know, and then, yeah. So like you said, you can't, you can't just write them off, but a lot of people generally you're going to find, uh, you know, maybe they're not quick to text you back on an individual question you have, but they're going to send out a nice detailed report. Like you said, monthly or quarterly or whatever the actual plan is that you're going to know ahead of time. So that way you know what you're getting yourself into, you know, so. Basically, it's a it's an exercise in patience and understanding. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those things, you know, things happen, things come up. I mean, look at the situation, the whole thing we've been going through recently. Things are going to come up, right? And it's going to cause issues mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of back and forth between a lot of different people. So it's just one of those things to take into consideration, patience and understanding. Right. All right. So we've gone over the type of communications you're going to receive after investing a deal. And we've touched a little bit briefly on investor uh, operator relations. So what are some techniques you can use to ensure uh, you're partnering with an operator that fits your communication style? Cause you have a communication style. I have a communication style. They're not necessarily the same. And I mean, we've seen that happen before and especially with other people, because I think we know inherently that communication is one of the most important things, but I think it's also one of the things that people are the worst at. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, that's where most of the issues you run into happen is because a lack of good communication or just communication in general, right? So what are some techniques you can use to ensure you're partnering with an operator that fits your communication style? So Basically, if you haven't invested in apartment syndication or maybe you invested in an apartment syndication but not with a, one operator, what you can do is you can ask the operator to send you an, an example of a monthly or quarterly report from a previous deal. So just basically have them send you one that from a deal that's already been done. And, uh, you know, it's just so you can see what it look like, looks like. So you can see their, their communication style, what's going to be in this. And, and really, you know, for them, they can black out all the confidential stuff. Uh, but just the important thing is to see uh, the reporting style. It's not so much the numbers and stuff. You know, I mean, obviously you want to see uh, what criteria is in there. But so but they can black out all the confidential stuff. And with this, you can see what type of information they provide in their reports. And. 
and if this meets your criteria, you know, because you're going to look for sand, like, okay, well, this looks good, or it doesn't, right? And then after, if, after looking at the reports, you're not quite satisfied with what you've seen, ask some questions, you know, ask them if this is typically what they send out, or is this the most up-to-date, you know, monthly or quarterly statement that they've sent out? And if it is, and you're not comfortable with it, then um, maybe it's time to move on. Right. If it's just something that you're not going to be able to deal with and they're not changing or they're not updating, then maybe that's not the deal for you. Right. Uh, but it's just something because that's how it's going to be every month or every quarter when you get your statement. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's something to pay attention to. Another way to tell uh, more about your um, the commu- communication style of the operator is how they interact with you during the lead up to uh, potentially making the investment. Right. So basically during the due diligence you perform as a past investor because you got to do your due diligence, you know, making sure the, the deal meets your criteria and all that stuff, right? If you're asking questions, which you should be, uh, basically, how is the operator reacting to your communications? How long are they taking and responding to your questions? Are they adequately answering uh, the questions that you have? Because, you know, the duration, how long it takes them to respond to you, and then if they're actually responding, giving you the answers that you need, this is something to pay attention to. So these are some of the things to, to be on the lookout for during the due diligence process and in regards to the communication style from the sponsor. So if you're getting, if you're going to be like upset with the communication style during the due diligence, then you're really going to be unhappy later on in that deal or after you've made the investment. So it's better to head this off at the beginning so you don't have to worry about it going through the deal and then it's a whole thing. So just something to pay attention to. I would really just chalk this up as part of the due diligence process. You know, you're building a relationship with someone or a group or a team of people. And, and if it's not working out in the beginning, well, then there's no point in forcing it. It's just like everything else. Right. You know, you want to, you want to kind of invest with people that you know and you trust and, you know, and if there's, and if they just can't get there, then yeah, then it's a perfect time to go ahead and, you know, move on, just keep looking because you're going to be around and, you know, you're, you should be as an investor, you should be talking to all kinds of sponsors, uh, you know, see who, see who does what. And, uh, you know, that's your trial run. That's your time to build those initial relationships and see who you like and see who you really can rely on to, to get things done the way you need them to get done, you know, to fit your investment style and your investment needs. You know, so I think, uh, you know, a good point to be made, you know, is that through all these updates, you know, inside these communications, everything that we're talking about here, you know, all these things that you would expect because uh, each of the moves that your that your uh, that your GP or that your sponsor is making, they would have been spelled out beforehand. You know, doing your own due diligence phase. You know, when you're analyzing this deal and in, in which you could potentially invest. You know, so really. Really, you could kind of reverse engineer these tips and, and form them into questions that you would find the answers to when you're analyzing these deals that come your way. You know, so as you begin to look at several, you know, you'll be able to do kind of a quick overview, a quick overview, uh, you know, of the deal and just determine if it passes the initial smell test and uh, if this could be something worth more, you know, looking at. Uh, so otherwise, you know, you just toss it in the bin without too much time wasted, and and you're all the better for it anyways. So. I mean, it, uh, before you even make your investment, this is the time to, like you said, get those get those questions answered and just to kind of start feeling them out and see if you like that tempo. 
Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. So really, with this with this episode, we wanted to hit hit you guys with uh, some good points on the type of communications you're going to get, and I think we hit on four was it four different ones: uh, the initial email notification, the monthly and quarterly um, just communication, and then the monthly or quarterly distribution, and then also right. the K one, which we receive annually, the tax document. But then we also touched on uh, investor operator relations, just kind of kind of how to mitigate issues that may happen there, or, or maybe just a practicing patience and understanding kind of what we said and, and then also some tips for um you know what how to do the due diligence for this uh during the due diligence phase really uh to ensure that the communication styles are going to match up between you and the sponsor right right so we know some good stuff there um you got anything else with this chris no i think uh, uh really you know just pay attention to those communications uh like we said before you know you're going to uncover a lot of stuff you know, just in your due diligence phase, but really you just want to pay attention to those details and make sure that they're, that they're, uh, that they're in line with the initial plan just to make sure, you know, that the, the projects that are being finished and the timelines or whatever, that they're, you know, pretty well lined up with what was set forth, you know, uh, what was promised, you know, when you actually transferred the funds over and you made your investment. So just kind of be on the lookout and, you know, don't be too uptight about it. It's uh, these guys are really good at what they do, and if you've done your homework, then you know this is kind of a home run. So just like I said, sit back, relax, and just let that cast that passive cash flow just kind of flow through, and you'll be happy. Absolutely. All right. Well. That about wraps up the show for the day, so uh, we're going to leave you guys with that. And we really appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Later. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.